wishing and wishing and wishing and wishing they wish they were me. Yeah. I'm about my moolah, start no trouble with me. Play about my business, I will double the fee. I pull up at 2 a.m. to fuck you to sleep. I know how you like it when we up in the sheets. Stay the whole weekend, used to miss me. Yes, I bad thing, I got a vision of me. What's up? It's your girl Cole Hannes, and I'm Chief Hendricks, and you're now tuned into Confidently Lost, a podcast for young Black millennials, your everyday hustler. Your I only have three dollars in my account. Can you cash at me until I get paid, folks? We discuss our generational dysfunctions and breaking those barriers confidently. You know, just talking, walking, and living our dreams into reality. This is our outlet to discuss our mess and rise strong. So a lot of people was asking, like, who are we? And we just came on this joint just talking trash. (laughs) (laughs) So it was was like, maybe we need to tell them a little bit more about ourselves. Yeah. I feel you. Poet. All right. Well, I am Poet Hannes, but my mama named me Fatmata. And I am West African from Sierra Leone, which is the diamond of Africa, if you ask me. And a little bit about me, uh, really, honestly. I'm aspiring to be a world-renowned entrepreneur in the lash beauty business, as well as in the restaurant business and apparel. So watch me work. She's downplaying it. She already has her business license. She's already certifying doing lashes and she has product and clients already building. I don't know why she <laughs> downplaying it like it ain't nothing. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. It's just growing and, you know, humble beginnings, you know. Humble. No, we're going to be rich, y'all. One day. One day. Period. Period. So as for me, um, I'm from Philly. I was born and raised here. However, my mother and my entire family is from North Augusta, Georgia. So I was technically raised in a Southern household. Um, and I am currently a photographer and I plan to be on the cover of Oak one day. <laughs> uh, so book me. <laughs> Period. Pooh. Period. But something we wanted to start all of our shows off with um, from now on out is um, accountability. Exactly. Because we all know we need somebody to hold us accountable for whatever our weekly goal is, monthly goal, daily goal, whatever it is. We all working on something and we need that motivation and that push. And sometimes we are the ones that are in the way of ourselves. So Exactly. Exactly. So for the upcoming show, we're going to talk about things we had mentioned from the week before. And we're going to make sure that y'all y'all can tweet us. You know, make sure we doing what we we exactly. supposed to be doing. Y'all can DM us and ask us how's that going. Exactly, exactly. Be friendly, exactly. And if you want us to hold us hold you accountable, just tweet us at confidently lost or is it what? It's at- actually KL underscore podcast on Twitter. Exactly. But you can also find us at confidently lost podcast on Instagram and DM us. Yes. Like. Yes. So this week, poet. All right. So my thing that I want to be held accountable for is I've really been slacking and it's already like 10 days into June. So I don't even know how I let this happen, but I really need to be held accountable to complete my planner for the rest of the month of June because I have a lot of things coming up that I'm doing. I'm starting to get overwhelmed. I've been a little bit spaced out, honestly, <laughs> because I have so much going on in my mind and I really honestly need to get back into my planner. So that's something that I really need to make sure my next week is taken care of. So that means you know exactly what you're going to do for the whole month. Exactly. Since I wish I could plan that far ahead. 
It's very difficult. It's very it difficult. Sounds sound, sound difficult. Hopefully it's very difficult. I can work my way there. You could teach me, right? It's, it's, yes, I can. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just start off with little things and you add little routines and you try to see if you do it on a daily basis. And if you don't, you say, all right, I'm going to try again. Switch it up. Okay. See if your routine needs to be changed to fit how you are moving throughout your day. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I'm going to have to start it. Yeah. I'm going to have to start it. But as for me, I want you guys to hold me accountable. I need to create a price list for um, my portrait photography. Okay. Um, I want to create a package list for people. People come to me asking me for certain types of things all the time. Mm-hmm. So the most popular things that people consistently ask me about, I want to at least have a price structure for them. So that way, you know, I have that all set up for them. Um if you guys can hold me accountable for that because that's know, my money that's tweet my us money. instagram us send a little <laughs> reminder please we need it exactly exactly all right hopping into the mess this week a couple of updates from last week's episode we was salty as fuck and wrong oh as my shit. god <laughs> <laughs> they'll just have everybody looking at this girl pussy wide open <laughs> on their phones and shit for no reason <laughs> well her lollipop twisting ass bitch yo yeast infections are real sis yeah so basically Brittany Jones is not fucking Trey Song's baby mama she lied apparently and she came out about it recently so yes we know everybody's still wondering and i guess we still won't be wondering the only person that clearly know who the mama is is trey's own and probably his mama and his brother yeah his brother keep posting that baby (laughs) (laughs) yes he keep posting him he's so cute he's the highest baby from the world (laughs) Um, yeah no I'm just like, all right, so we just never going to know who the mother is. So that's what's going to happen. Exactly. Like, exactly. And so what else was... was oh, um, oh. so basically, Wendy and that hot girl, Summer. Oh, yeah. She is having yeah. it. Yeah. Wendy she's having is having it. a hot girl summer for real, she's yo. She's having it out. She's having it out. Yo, she not playing with, like, like the, the... She said this nigga everything. been cheating on me since... Way, way, way back when. Like, no. Like, decades. Decades. She's about to give him hell. Yo, sis, imagine being cheated on for decades, bro. Since she was big, Wendy. But she, big and pretty. She big was pretty. Because y'all really, I don't know if y'all ever seen throwback pictures of Wendy. She was so beautiful. And that's not to take away from her because, you know, everybody like whatever they like. Mm-hmm. But right now, I be sometimes concerned. Like she look sick. Like I just mm-hmm. seen a video of her on TMZ where she gave them some time, and she was clearly lit up. Like her emotions is high and low. She was like crying and laughing in mm-hmm. the same breath. Like that nigga then tried to drag her through the mud and take her through some shit, and that bitch is bouncing the fuck back. Yes. So I'm all here for her little parading around town. You know, getting it in with the Kardashians. Starting and bopping, sis. Yes, get your fucking groove back, I'm sis. I'm feeling you, sis. That's what I I'm mean, talking about. I'm still a little bit confused, though, because I did see her with, like, Black China, and I'm like, what are you doing? Bossing up with a 30-year-old young... Tenderoni. You like, know what? You know she's what? She's probably not the person. Let who, her be gracious. Let she's her be gracious. No, 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 no. We can't say nothing. She got, she got, she got 60 days. 
She got 60 days to thought and bop. Then she got to go back to being her age. I don't know. She got 60 days to thought and bop. We she got to go back to be her the age. The jewelry is still out, Black China. <laughs> and we seen that you about to get a little reality show with your mother. Okay. And all the trash. <laughs> she the new Keisha Cole now? Basically, we about to be getting all the Look, trash. I don't want to be seeing your mom, you and your mom fighting. Like, I don't want to see that. Like, if it, like, oh, what, like. That, but it's, it's, it's played out since it's crazy is because I'm really feeling like I have two mixed emotions. One, she's a scammer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you will not be scamming me out of my emotions, my motherly emotions. Cause a lot of us young black girls, we got issues with our mothers. We got Definitely mommy issues. Make up shit. We be having more mommy issues nowadays than daddy issues for real, for real. For real. And I am just like, are y'all about to make this real salacious and just stupid? reality TV, yelling mm-hmm. at each other, mm-hmm. ratchet, mm-hmm. and not really get to the root of the problem because there's a problem. Did they say what network it was going to be on yet? I feel like it's on Zeus, but I could be wrong. Zeus? Because I feel like that's the channel that everybody's coming out with their little shows on. Lucky y'all don't got cable, y'all. Um, I don't got cable. I watch Netflix all day, every day. Like, I be trying to stay away from that. <laughs> because I don't need to be watching it. Sis, yo, I was tired of seeing yep, Keisha, Network. Keisha Cole and her mom and her Mrs. Teeth, and I don't want to see Tokyo Tonio Gap. Oh like, I don't. God. I don't want to <laughs> see her Gap on TV, sis. Listen. No, no. I was, it was already hard to look on Instagram. It's, it's, <laughs> it's very hard on the eyes, sis. And I know you got hips and all that, hips and dips, baby, but... Mm. Them, ugh, that bang, the, the oiliness. But this ain't, this ain't about what it ain't about. It ain't real. Yeah. So right. she was right. out. She's also out there hanging out with Kevin, Hunt, Kevin Hunter Jr. Uh, Kevin Hunter, no, Kevin Hunter Jr. That's her son. Yeah, that's her son. No, she was hanging. She with, have been out with her son though. She been her. I've heard her son is in support of her getting her groove back and doing her own true, thing. True, true. I've been seeing him. But he's he's he's. he's He's an adult now. So she but no, it was Chris Jenner. That's what I was getting. Oh, she was yeah. hanging out with Chris Jenner and all the Kardashians and shit. And I'm like, oh, okay. She put posting how you doing videos. I'm like, you just appropriate letting them appropriate just shit like shit. You just love that shit, don't you? I mean, you? she do let all the white people on her show do it too. So Yo, at this point, it, it's a thing. For that's, real. That's her thing. For and, real. You know, at least they not saying nigga. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we, we don't, we don't know, know what they do behind, behind closed, closed doors. doors. But at least we know on national t- television, they saying something we could we could let them get by on. Even yeah. Yes, but speaking of They be tone deaf though when yo, they say that shit. For- <laughs> <laughs> what? So sorry Wait. to sort it. What did you just say? They be tone deaf when they say, how you doing? They be real white and <laughs> retarded with that shit. <laughs> They'll be having no hood. They be like, "How you doing?" Like real, like real, not hood. Like real, not black. Real, not. What? How you say melanin? Uh, That's the word. Emphasis. Putting an emphasis on the doing. Like you know, you got got, zoning, zoning with the Z. Yeah, yeah. You got to shake your lips a certain. You got to put the zaddy voice on. (laughs) Like yes, how you yes, doing? Yes, Zanny. Zanny. Okay, then. Period. Period. Okay. So we got we also got the baby versus any fucking bully. Oh Lordy, 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 Lordy. Oh my gosh. So I seen this video and I was just honestly taken aback that people do this in public. Like, I've never seen so many thirst bucket ass fans or whatever fuck 
violate these celebrities' privacy and their personal time so much. It's like everywhere you go, you see celebs coming out and saying like, oh, these people be really mad at me for not taking a picture. Mad at yes, me for not. So yes. this, let's, let me tell you, basically yeah. this man was in the store, the baby was in the store shopping, doing whatever he was doing. And this guy, who I guess is a known rapper in around where he's from or wherever. He was a rapper? I thought he was just yeah. a random stranger. Apparently he's a rapper. I looked him up. Apparently he raps, but he don't get no tick. Uh-huh. So don't nobody know who the fuck he is. Mm. Um, You know, one of them niggas pushing their CDs at you at the <laughs> <gas> station. Nigga, <laughs> yo, my CD player in my car is still brand new. I never put a CD yo, in it. saying like, y'all yo, know the vibes. Y'all know the vibes. So he's one of them niggas. And he goes in the store basically harassing him. Saying a lot of crazy remarks, and the baby basically answered him mm. and put that nigga down. And well, we ain't really see the whole footage, but we seen enough to that know that nigga pants was to his ankles. Like that nigga, and his face was bitch the shit out of him. Like yo, gushing, yeah. yo, like what? But yo, I heard this nigga is dangerous though. Like the baby is a dangerous motherfucker, yes. bro. And I and it's crazy because I always see the small man's complex and how you know yes. little man syndrome and yeah. baby, you know, yeah. all bark and loud and shit because mm-hmm. they small and they. But he got a little compensate. bite though. He got a bite, but apparently he got bite. And I, I did see that he um. He had had an issue like a year ago in Walmart where he was with his kids and somebody came up to him trying to rob him and put like a gun to him and shit. And like he felt threatened. So apparently some shit went down. Somebody lost their life. (laughs) It's not said how his involvement (laughs) occurred. They put a gun to him and somebody lost their life. Life is what it says. It's not conclusive as to how the person lost their life, who did the shooting, what happened. But apparently... The person, somebody died, and he was involved in an altercation with them. So he did have to do a police report where he did admit to, I think, fighting. Mm-hmm. But as far as who killed who and what happened, he probably, he probably, you know what I'm thinking? He probably tried to grab the gun in defense of trying to protect his kids. Maybe. And you know, it, it could have been something like a little Russell and Tussle. So it's like, know. y'all gotta be careful to type people you coming up on mm-hmm. and who you walking up to in, these, in, a, in a public eye because they're regular people too. Mm-hmm. And just like Harvey said with invasion of privacy, like these people are humans. They're regular people. They came from the hood. They came from the streets and regular places. Yes, suburbs, and, 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 that, and that's what I hate with fans. Like the, especially, especially these these uh, these white people fans. Yeah, like they 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 be rapping our lyrics and saying all these things. Yo, this is the shit we live. Like. This is the things we go through on in a on a day to day basis that we're just we're just using this a creative outlet to express ourselves. But y'all take y'all taking y'all not ta- taking y'all glamorizing this shit and dram- dramatizing exactly for the media to make money. But then exactly in real life, y'all be mad as shit when niggas really be about that All that I'm life. Like for real, for real. Is Rico Nasty got a song called Smack a Bitch. I I be I, I believe that bitch was Smack a Bitch too. <laughs> bitches that I know is like a bitch. Shit, Remy is a prime example of a bitch that will go to jail over smacking a bitch. True. So, yeah, we know that (laughs) it's some artists you don't shit. We don't even know if that shit is true or not. We don't even know, but we know that she did time. Yeah. She pissed the whip in a bitch. Yeah, she definitely did. Definitely did. you know, stop walking up on these people. Like, let them live their life. Like, this is crazy. Like, y'all causing more drama and issues and now we looking at these people crazy and we don't know if the baby got anchor problems and you or what alre- and you already know people who cast judgment on you when you do the slightest thing, thing in, the in, in the media the slightest in the shade room just they did they just post this these outlandish ass quotes and shit and the, like, like let, the, let the comments go ham and shit like right. knowing some of that shit 
Oh goodness. So this, yo, so speaking of social media on some nut shit, right? Fucking Jay Z and Beyonce, the whole situation was that. Oh like, my god, invasion of privacy yet again because they was having a private conversation and motherfuckers want to be looking from the the camera lens, assuming that the bitch is trying to talk to her man when her husband is sitting right next to her. These are owners of the fucking basketball team. These yes. are people that may be investors. Yes. These are business owners, people yes. that they have to socialize people that with. People they have to socialize with. Exactly. And y'all sitting here buzzing underneath this poor woman's fucking picture and she over there Right, to- right. And you you don't even know if these type of people see this type of information. They probably have kids and stuff mm-hmm. on, on social media outlets and following the shade room and stuff. And they're seeing their parents and they probably going to make the mom and dad. You fucking up Jay Check, nigga. Exactly. What are you doing? Like, yo, y'all got to chill the fuck out. Know that Beyonce is secure in her man. She's secure enough to stay with him through all the, all the shit that he has put her, put her through. So no, like just trust that she trusts him. No, that she trusts him. She got, she got this. this. She got I really this. honestly feel I believe that she got it. That little bump, that little shit that she did. Because honestly, I'm a person, my, one of my pet peeves is someone talking over me. Like, mm-hmm. I can't stand somebody leaving over and talking over mm-hmm. me. Like, that shit is annoying. Mm-hmm. So you know, never know what the shorty breath was smelling like. Exactly. It probably was like, oh, you know, a slap in the face. Like, damn, bitch. And damn, it probably was just like, all right, enough talking. Like, enough. <laughs> or Beyonce could be thinking ahead, like, all right, cameras is here and they about to go in and yeah. take an appointment yeah. because we've seen people yeah. put the memes or the comparisons. Exactly. From years ago. Years ago. Like, like niggas can't on. go to a playoff game for nothing. Like yeah. it always gotta be something. Like, always what, gotta be something. What sad and lonely nigga put that fucking meme together? That's what I wanna know. Cause yeah. y'all had time. Yeah. Y'all had time. Y'all definitely had time. Yeah, definitely had time. So now just mind y'all business because mind y'all be making it. up shit and now the poor lady out on social media expressing her guts on how she's... <laughs> because the Beehive is overprotective. She is not very, trying to do Beehive nothing. Beehive is just like, yo, they're, they're, they're very overprotective. And, and it, I get it. Yeah, and I love we, it. we understand and I... And I it's beautiful. Because look, when y'all be trying to find out shit, y'all really be digging deep in. Y'all be but, trying. Like, but this one, y'all... Leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Just let it rest. Let yeah. it rest. But next we got this. It's above me now. <laughs> Everybody favorite. These white people keep trying us, okay? They keep trying us. Like, and really thought, like, it, what's crazy to me is like, so basically this man, he worked in a hotel. I, forget. I, I think it was a Marriott. I think it was yeah, Marriott. I think it was a Marriott hotel too. Mm-hmm. And he a young black man, and he basically answered the phone, and this old white woman called him a nigger on the phone. She must have been talking to someone in her background, mm-hmm. and he heard it, and then proceeds to show up to the hotel, and he was like, you know, I'm First sorry. First of all, how did you know? I, how did you know I was a nigger over the phone? Because you know we got white voices. Exactly. So it had to be. It probably had to be his name. Because you know when you call a hotel, you have to say your name. Exactly. I wonder what so his she, name was. Yeah, we. Yeah, we definitely. We definitely need to figure that out. But well, stay tuned. We figured that we'll, out. We will definitely figure that out. But no, that's what I think it was. She probably heard his name and immediately assumed. But that he honestly, was black. he didn't even try to sound like a white person or anything. Like when I when he did the little video recording of her showing up. <laughs> It's like he already knew this lady was coming in on some, <laughs> some shit. He was like, let me get my camera ready. And exactly. like, she like, well, I'm sorry. Basically, white fragility at its finest yet white again. White fragility. Y'all get used again. to the term. Get used to the term white fragility. Look it up. Get used to it because Pleading, this cop and plea is niggas. Period. What the fuck? Period. This is a real thing. This woman literally 
came in there boohooing like, oh, my m- mother just died and my f- whole family is li- staying in this hotel and I'm sorry, I'm stressed out and da 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 Treat others how you want to be treated. And you know, period. You don't, you, you, you want it, you want a great customer service. Like that's what, that's the thing. People forget those, the, people who work in customer service get the worst of it all exactly. the time. I've been, I've worked in customer service since I was 16. I'm 27 now. So and it's just like, and not even trying to be, you know, some it's, shit. It's a different world. It like it even sounded like they was in the south. I'm not even gonna lie. The, the accent mm-hmm. the white lady had, mm-hmm. the accent the bull had. Mm-hmm. It sounded like it was in the south. Mm-hmm. And she literally was like begging him, crying. Then the daughter came up, like, "Please, this is my mother. We're stressed out. My mm-hmm. grandmother just died." And he's like, "It's above me now. Like, it's above and me." And they probably went to the car, like, "Nigga, nigga, 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 nigga." They like was cursing that name all up and down. And, ha- and it's sad that he even had to explain to them due to the climate of where we are today in society. Exactly. I cannot just listen to you call me a nigga and then let you come into my establishment where I work. I may be in danger. Who yes. knows? Yes. You and the rest of your family is yes. here. So you could have been a KKK wife. Like, and, I don't know who are you. It wasn't even like he just refused them and didn't get permission to refuse them. He made sure he let his manager and them know. So the mm-hmm. higher-ups knew and said that, yeah, you have a right to refuse them of service because that is crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah, that sh- that whole situation was nutty. Like y'all yo, be trying it, be, yo. Is yo be nice to y'all service. Be nice to the people you don't work know. in customer service. Yo, we have a life too. Like it should be go- be shit going on in our exactly. fucking life too. And we have to take on your frustrations and your emotions every time you walk in and you want some of our service. Yes. And so it- just please be mindful of how you treating people and how you talking to them and interacting. Like how you deflecting and transferring your energy. Like energy is important. Like at all times, you don't know what the heck somebody's going through. I've caught myself multiple times having an attitude because somebody taking too long to do something and I'm impatient. And then I realize like, oh wait. And I actually talk to the person and then I find out they're going through all this stuff and they still like, no, you have a right to be upset. Yeah. I, I owe you a service at a due time. Yeah. And I ain't meet that time. But at the same time, I'm like, no, how are you? What's going on with you? Yes. Especially for people who provide service services for you above and beyond exactly. especially no matter All what the they're through yeah yes. like and I'm because I worked in mental health for so much I always am constantly thinking about how somebody is taking something or right. how I could be asking someone how they're doing just to see how they're feeling because right. everybody's out here in this world right and you never know they might not have that person to ask them that so it's just like yo I cannot believe that this was captured and happened mm-hmm. but I'm glad it was I'm glad we got a new slogan for 2019 it's above me period consult your make assist because it ain't me yes but to to, 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 to move in along uh, built oh. versus brought we did yeah. a survey on our Instagram yeah and mm. we so Sis sent me a DM. Was it yet earlier today? Earlier today. It was earlier today. She sent me a DM earlier today, and it was a picture of Erica Mena. And we had just previously had a conversation about Cardi B and her ass, and how it just looked weird. And I had said like, I, you know what I think it is? I think it's like you know when these girls these they get this surgery before even trying or thinking of working out. Exactly. And when they get the surgery, they're like, oh shit, I gotta work out, and realize that your waist can get smaller than what you thought it would ever be. Exactly. Like, it, you can actually slim down and and have your, and get your body the right way. But only if you would have did that before you move shit around and your shit and added shit to your shit, you wouldn't look like that. <laughs> now you got fucking back side that's hanging all the way down to your motherfucking mid-thigh. 
because you decide to create a curve that is not natural. Like exactly, exactly, and your thighs is not the same size, like matching up all types of stuff. Like now you got box fucking hips and shit because you didn't work your motherfucking abs and cores to death. Right. And now that shit is trying to hold and support some extra fat in the back. Yes, yes. Y'all do realize when y'all work out, the, the fat don't turn into no muscle. That's fat. Yes. It's just going to be fat mm-hmm. sitting in an area where muscle is building underneath. So yes. now you're building muscle underneath fat and you're pushing the fat out. So it just looks and don't, and don't get me wrong. Yo, we love Cardi B to death, but... We love that, Erica Mena. We love all these beautiful women. But it's just... It's, it looks it looks crazy. It, you know, surgery is your choice or whatever. But I would just recommend, like, from a fitness stance, I, I work out consistently. Like, yeah. I would recommend that you get your body right to at least some point of where you want to be or an idea exactly. of where you want to be and know that if you get smaller like you'll be okay with still having that extra right umph in the back and you or you'll know you'll look right with that extra umph in the back now you about to be 60 70 years old with a whole bunch of fat and wagging and shit like sliding down your shit <laughs> trying to plump that shit up like a pillow like tiny ass <laughs> Like the fuck? <laughs> it looks disgusting. <laughs> Pump this shit like a pillow. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> You stupid! Like, come on. So, All right. Yeah. So, what, what? What was some of the? So, what was the question that she posted? I on? just basically asked how y'all feel about built versus bought booties, and a hundred percent of y'all said that y'all prefer built over mm-hmm. bought, mm-hmm. and um, some of y'all commented and just. I'm just gonna read a couple comments that I seen. Um, somebody said, "F the f them bought ass booties." You see all this real ass. I'm tooting around. <laughs> yeah, period, period, period. And I really do know some people that's tooting around some heavy, heavy wagons though. Like, yes. and this person really do got a wagon. So I was cranking up. I that- used to have a wagon. I, used I feel to. like you still got wagon. Like no. it's just not a wagon wagon. Like, it's not. It's not the W King. You can't. You can't yeah. It's not wagon. It's like wagon. <laughs> you got a whopper. <laughs> a whopper. Yeah. yeah. You know. So. <laughs> a Yo, that shit is a double stack. You know. Then I. It's some people that say you know butt booties look crazy and are the product of sad insecurities. So it's like. Some of us is viewing it as insecurities, and that's what y'all doing to make yourself feel better. Because a lot of people say no. it's what makes you feel better. No, because they say makeup is an insecurity. Makeup is not, and it's not. It's not an insecurity. It's just like I'm about to look bomb as fuck on y'all motherfuckers. That's how I feel and, when I put it. <laughs> and that's how I feel. Some people really do look better with the alterations. Like I think Queen Nigel's alterations look great. Like I think it did make a difference with her hips. Like she mm-hmm. did need that little. Uh, you know, hip dip taken out or whatever she right, and then some people like you know their culture. Like for instance, Hispanic women <laughs> tend to be shaped, you know, yeah, more boxy, more pancake-y. boxy. Yeah, so I I can understand it. And yeah. she she looks well. She's not Hispanic. She Arabian and black. So oh yeah, but yeah, um, I'm just saying like yeah. some Hispanic women though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically for the most part, everybody's saying built, but it's crazy to me because then I'm confused about how we glamorize and like put so much money into looks and people on social media that 
don't have bodies like the people that we really used to look up to, the Nia Longs, the Gabrielle Reunions, the yeah. Sanaa Lathans. Like those were people we looked up to as kids that looked so beautiful and were natural. Their mm-hmm. bodies, they were petite women. Like mm-hmm. you ain't have to Like the most that. people would do back in the day was like get a boob job. They probably exactly. get some titties real quick. Maybe some titties. Yeah. But women, black women, especially back in the 90s, 80, my bodies were slim and Pam Greer. Like we got yeah. too many. Yeah. Like, Naomi Campbell. Natural mm. looking Jones. Mm. Like Tyra Banks. Yes. Cynthia Bailey. Like mm. on Real Housewives. Like what? She still looks fucking Serena amazing. Serena Williams. Okay. Real booty. Real booty. <laughs> okay. Right. And then we got people looking up to the Cardi B's and the Saweeties and the it's just like I look up twins. to I, I, like their talent. They have yeah. talent. I think but. our generation more look at the talent and the hustle, mm-hmm. where the younger generation they look are more at looking at the, the superficial, things. superficial, materialistic things. Yes, um, and that's what kind of bothers me because it's like we have no. It's kind of like no way to separate and stop it from getting to that point where now you got proms that are dramatized and glamorized to the max. Now you look like you're going to the Met Gala. And you in 12th grade, <laughs> you know, I'm just confused. Like, Yo, now we got see through everything, I, I guess, yeah, and glitter, yeah, just everywhere. It's yeah. a fucking art yeah. project, yeah, for real. So, yeah, so build for sure, I'm or at for least build. build before you buy. I would say build before you buy, right? <laughs> All right, and never rest it up for messy Mondays. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for Bitch, You Tried It. Chief, what you got for us? This week, I'm pissed the fuck off. I'm pissed all the way the fuck off. Mm. The person who tried me is the Red Cheeto in the office. <laughs> the Red Cheeto we got up there that they calling our president. My president is Barack Obama. Who are your president is? Barack Obama. Okay, all right. That's what I thought. I had a trip plan to Cuba in October for my losers birthday. Shit was about to be lit. We was already making payments doing that. Like, I was ready. And then, like... (laughs) I seen the tweet. I seen when it came about. And I was like, damn. That, exactly. I'm gonna just wait until Queen to break the news to me that she ain't going to (laughs) Because I seen the tweet already. (laughs) Yo, that's fucked up. That's real fucked up. Like, but man, oh. this nigga is fucking up my tan. I can't, yo, I can't get darker. I'm already dark, but I can't get darker because of this nigga. He just put the sanctions that our our right hand man's Obama just took off two years ago. Right. He put them bitches back on the motherfuckers because right. he fears that Cuba's military will somehow take money from U.S. terrorism tourism and. Profit off of profit it. Profit off of it or attack us or some shit. I don't yeah. know and what's going through this white... First of all, nobody want to go to war with your dumb ass. You make the dumbest mis- mis- decisions ever. <laughs> ever. Period. 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 So now he's undoing Obama's work. And this nigga is basically being a dictator. Like, he's trying to control where we going now? Like, wait, what is this? So... With the 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 Treasury Secretary Stephen um Mnuchin Mnuchin whatever the fuck that is he no. gonna say can Cuba continues to play a destabilizing role in the Western Hemisphere, providing a, a communist foothold in the region and propping the U.S. adversaries in places like Venezuela and Nicaragua by fomenting instability, undermining the rule of law, and surpassing democratic process. First of all. 
I know a whole bunch of bullshit words when I see when I took I was a journalism major. Uh-huh. I know a whole bunch of big ass words when I see him. First of all, niggas, y'all y'all just making up anything to say anything. Like that's that's not what it is. Yo, just imagine how the Cuba people feel, like Cubans feel. Like US tourism met alone. Last year they made five million dollars. Yo. No, was it five? No, I'm sorry. I'm misspeaking. I'm I'm getting my numbers confused. Five million people visited Cuba last year alone. So you know they made buku money. Alone. (laughs) So you know they made buku money. Like, so, and and tourism is such a big impact on this country because they they experience hurricanes. They experience all these national tragedies. And they can't replenish their land as quickly as America can. Right. And they were dependent on that type of money. And people, you let's not forget the entrepreneurs out there, the people who went down there to set up hotels and new businesses and new restaurants. Mm. They can't even access that shit no more. Like that, that this nigga really blew my fucking mind. And apparently it was it was a congressional vote. I know majority of them motherfuckers over there is Republican. Anyway. Any fucking way. But you know, we try and ride this year out to 2020. Cause we about to get you the fuck out of here, Cheeto. We about to get you the fuck out of here. We not playing with you. We not playing with you. Bitch, you tried it for me. You canceled my fucking trip. I'm I'm so sick, sis. I'm so sick. You're done. You're done. Bitch, you tried it. All right, poet. Mm. What well, you working with? Unfortunately, my shit don't get no better. <laughs> <laughs> my shit don't get no better. What? Wait. Because the bitch that tried me. It's a bitch ass nigga named Jane, well, uh, Jesse Lee Peterson, excuse mm-hmm. me, 70 year old man, black man at that. Mm-hmm. Fuck this nigga. Fuck him. <laughs> I know he a reverend guy and I apologize. But Damn, the people that he motherfucking reverend, reverend, <laughs> <laughs> that's, we gonna use, that's the word. The people that you testifying to, I'm just, I don't even know. Like, so basically I had seen, he did an interview with Amara La Negra, which if y'all don't know, she's on Love and Hip Hop Miami. Um, She is a Latina artist. Um, An Afro-Latina. And she identifies as being an Mm Afro-Latina, especially. And basically he did an interview with her where he was basically telling her that she needs to drop the Afro in her ethnicity because it's not doing anything for her. It's not progressing her. And it's probably holding her back from getting and securing the bag. Um, pretty much is what he said in the interview. And she really took so, like, I don't even know how she handled it so well, but mm-hmm. she did. She was so graceful in her cadence. Like, mm-hmm. she just was like, no, no, I'm not dropping the Afro in my Latina. I'm proud mm-hmm. of the blackness that I'm rocking. Yeah, because their 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 culture experiences racism in exactly. certain ways as well. And she mm. said that. And she said she's felt that way for many years um, growing up as a little girl. Um, I believe she's Dominican. And she's grew up being isolated and separated because she's a darker skinned mm-hmm. um, Latina in her country. So I did some research on Mr. Jesse Lee Patterson because I was just like, this. every time a black person gets on a platform and denounces their race or talks 
down on black people of, of their same ethnicity. I always got to do research because I'd be like, these motherfuckers be coming from some shit. Yeah. And it's weird because they don't identify with it. Yeah. It's like, it's some weird ass shit. So basically what I'm like, looking white people up, don't know what racism is. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> you don't even know where you came from. Yeah. And it's crazy because then I found out that he's from Alabama and he that, grew- Yo, that- the motherfuckers down there, country is motherfucking racist as shit. They fucking hanging and lynching motherfuckers left and exactly. fucking right. And what, what? Came, what was even further crazy, even though he grew up in Gary, Indiana, he comes from a family. His grandparents were slaves a hundred years earlier on the Comer family plantation. So they have a plantation. He grew, his family came from a plantation in Alabama, like, they have a whole plantation called the Comer Family Hill Plantation, and you came from that. What? So I'm not understanding why you are going on national television, on interviews, on public platforms, and you telling other black queens to denounce the Afro in their ethnicity. Like, what is wrong with you? What's wow. wrong with you? Then you go wow. on, I went and looked up like some of the things he's done, like because mm-hmm. he is a reverend, so I'm like, he apparently established other organizations and did all these other things. Right. Um, and apparently he's like, went on to do other interviews where he says things like, I think that one of the greatest mistakes America made was to allow women the opportunity to vote. So why are you having an interview with a woman who strongly advocates for her culture as being an Afro-Latina? You know what? See, men like that, like, they they wear this shit. It, it's, it's, I question... They, if you're intimidated by women, like, like what I are you? So you brought her on your yeah. show or your platform to denounce, to make her degrade herself, to put herself down. Like to- she gonna listen to your dickhead ass. First of all, niggas ain't shit to begin with. Why the fuck would she listen to you? Then he what? went on to say in another uh, remark how he feels um, grateful and thanks God for slavery, claiming that most black people are mentally retarded for making babies out of wedlock and advocating sending black youth back to the plantation. So you want us to go back to the same plantation that your family fucking bred and and, <laughs> and, and created? Cause they your the, fucking ass, like you, yes. cause, cause his black ass is gonna be the house nigga. Exactly. <laughs> so now, so now just, so now just send us all back to the plantation that you grew the fuck up on. No nigga, you could go. Cause clearly that shit didn't fucking help you. They didn't whip your motherfucking ancestors enough. Cause your ass is over here fucking I, I could not believe that I read this Yo, shit. I can imagine like it's just tossing in their grave right now. Like this period. Let me roll over to the period. Left. <laughs> like roll Yo. over, shift over. Like yeah. what the fuck? Then goes on to say, and I'm like, this is I'm telling y'all this stuff that these people say because this is the type of perversion that's in our world, and these people are the people that put themselves on platforms and lead other people to believe this shit. Look at Trump, dumbass. We, we in the whole motherfucker. motherfucking half the country is fucking following this nigga. And believing in what the fuck he got going on. I don't know why. I ain't following that shit, though. And then you have this man. He goes on to say some shit like, um, children's souls yearn for the souls of their natural mother and natural father. Especially the father. So, what kind of perverted, nasty shit is that? So, you're basically saying kids yearn for their father. So, what you trying to say? First of all, no. The deepest connection is with their mother. Like... That's who you sound dumb, like, what? and you sound nasty. Like you what? sound like you sound somebody like what <sighs> you touching people, and I don't like that. He, 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 mm, those be the ones. Those be the ones. Exactly. The, ones. the priests that fucking be doing shit to people, kids. Like if you attend this man church or follow his doctrine, I pray for you. Stay away from me, nigga. Pray for you. 
Please, y'all need to build a community outside of what's going on right now because y'all infiltrating us. Like, yeah. I, I just can't understand why this man's views is being him, Candace, put out all there. Them, all, them all of y'all motherfuckers, build a fence. Y'all need to be the motherfuckers we build a fence against. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, block y'all niggas. Because don't fucking come over here. Like, I'm just over it. Like, you tried it. Bitch, you tried it. You he motherfucking tried it. Tried it. Bitch he ass tried. nigga, you yeah. tried it. And that wraps it up for Bitch You Tried It. Don't forget to email us in your Bitch You Tried It moments at confidentlylost at gmail.com. Also, don't forget on Twitter and Instagram to hashtag Bitch You Tried It or B-Y-T-I. Anything else in regards to that? Nope. All right. Y'all better start sending them shits in too. (laughs) (laughs) We ain't the only ones getting tried. Exactly. All right. Now hopping into Thank You Sis. We got Miss Taraji P. Henson. Yes. Um, I don't know if y'all seen in the media recently. She just presented in front of Congress last Friday, y'all. And I'm so excited because this is in my field of what I've studied. Um, she started a, a foundation called Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation, um, which is basically to spread awareness to Congress in regards to the Black community and mental health and how much we need mental health counselors and we need more mental health education. We really do need mental health counselors. Yeah. Like, for real. And I, I'm a case manager and I work in mental health. So, and I know how much families need these things and don't even know they need them. They don't even know what mental health really is yes. or are educated on the many different versions and areas of uh, mental health um, as far as whether it's affecting you mentally in your mind, you got to take some psychotropic medicine Mm -hmm. or if it's something that you can deal with daily that you don't need to take medication for, that you just need counseling for. Um, Traumas, like it's so much going on and one of the things she highlights is the rise in suicide in young people and basically it's gone from 2.2% to 3.5% and if that's not a good enough number for you, let me break it down bigger for you. Um, it's actually went from half a million to 1.2 million young people killing themselves. So, needless to say, thank you, sis, so much. Yes. Thank you, Highlighting sis. this in the Black community, speaking up. I've seen so many other celebrities supporting you in yes. um, that courtroom that day. And I really was just real hyped because this is something that I want to be involved in um, mm-hmm. as I progress with my own goals and my own dreams. I don't ever want to forget about mental health mm-hmm. um, because I do feel like it do start with our kids. It start with the parents. Yes. If y'all can educate yourselves and figure out certain things, communicate with your kids, mm-hmm. that way you can see what they might be learning in school and different things yeah. like that that could be affecting them. You never know. Yeah, I um, definitely I definitely want to give back to mental health in a big way because with our culture in general, like that's just something like we never address. Exactly. Like, it's never spoken of. It's just like, what you talking about? Like, things happen. Get, get up. Go right. to school. Go to, go to work. Like, it's just like, no, like, I'm feeling this feeling and you... You, I, I can't explain it to you because you're not going to understand. Yes. You're just going to think I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not crazy. Like, this shit is coming out of nowhere. Yes. Yeah. A lot of my clients always say to me, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. And I always say, you're not crazy. Mm-hmm. You are not crazy. <laughs> like, mental health does not mean you are crazy. It does mm-hmm. not mean that. And I hate that that's the stigma that's put on it. But with education the and programs. Movies and stuff. That, yes. Yeah, old, people get that from entertainment. Yes. Yes. And with celebrities like Taraji bringing light to this, Hopefully we can have a better dialogue and communication yes. so that we can educate ourselves on what's really going on. Yes. Um, 
So thank you, sis, yet again, because thank this you, is something sis. that I hope goes far. And sign me up wherever I can add whatever help <laughs> that I can get. For real. Because I really believe in stuff like this. Yes. Um, so yeah. yes, that was one. Thank you, sis. And the other thank you, sis, was for Jay-Z. We wanted to thank his mama. My favorite rapper. <laughs> My daddy. Hey, Shiva is all. Hey, period. <laughs> Billy. He hit that Billy, y'all. Like, he definitely did. First rapper to ever do it. Toilet, period. So we thanking his mother for the birthing him. Birthing him. Birthing him. Period. And that wraps it up. So thank you, Sid. All right. So on to the meat and beans of the show. Confidently lost. Yes. Yes. This week, we will be discussing something really important to us, something that we're, we're, we experience this on a daily basis. Like, yes. we're, we're experiencing it right now, sis. <laughs> right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and we're talking about grief. Um, today, we'll be quoting um, the book Rising Strong by Dr. Renee Brown. Um, she is a research professor at the University of Houston. Also, if you if you watch Netflix a lot, you'll probably see her recent Netflix series just pop up. And she does a lot of TED Talks as well. But she talks about, um, in the Rising Strong book, going through the process of failure and, you know, dealing with that and confronting just life. (laughs) Period. Yeah. But um, I'm actually, I'm still in the process of reading that book. (laughs) I'm actually finishing it up right now. (laughs) But um, we want to focus on grief today. Um, and grief comes in many forms. It can come in a person, place, thing. Yes. Um, sure. And, sure. you know, the way we handle grief, um, it, 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 it can really take a toll on you. Sis. A toll, honey. A toll is being taken on me right now. Somebody help me. <laughs> <laughs> like, we laughing through it, and I'm glad that I can laugh about this right now. Right now, yeah. But when I tell you, like, in the last year, when I say loss, Child, loss is my best friend right now. Like at this point, like I done lost it all. Like, and I hold my head up high every day. Yes. And it took me so long, so 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 long to understand loss, understand grief, understand how it work, understand like you really do gotta just hold your head up mm-hmm. and keep going. Like exactly today alone, my power right. is off, y'all. My power is <laughs> off. And I wasn't. I thought about it for a minute. I'm like, do I share this? No, mm-hmm. I not share this. Like. But I'm going to keep it real with y'all because most of us show our successes on social media. We show so much of how we got, like, us being there. Yeah. That y'all see me taking the trips every couple months. Y'all see me doing all this other other shit, but y'all have no idea what happens behind the scenes. And like I said, today my power is off. But I'm going to still laugh through the pain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, it comes in many forms, sis. Like, uh, it comes in in the form of loss. It comes in the form of longing and feeling lost. Like, those... That, like, one thing I can say for me is I've been really experiencing a loss in myself. Mm -hmm. Like, not knowing who I am, Mm -hmm. what I want to do, getting up on a day-to-day basis, and just going through the motions, doing the things I'm not happy with doing, but just experiencing that, like, that toll, like, feeling that weight on me, like, yo, 
what is this? Like, I can't, where, what direction am I about to go into? And it's, it's hard to explain. It's hard to like really put in words, but I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys can relate about like not necessarily knowing where you, what direction you're going to go in in life at this point mm-hmm. or how you're going to do it or how you're going to do it. And then it's like, I feel like I experienced loss of myself when I stopped identifying with things I was associating myself to mm-hmm. when I had a breakup, when I stopped paying certain bills because I'm like, oh, I got to finagle certain things. Right. I started losing grandparents. All these things start happening all at once. And it's just like, whoa, who mm-hmm. am I? What's going on? Like now the people that used to tell me who I am is gone. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, I don't have somebody to tell me you beautiful, you this, you that, because my grandparents is gone at this mm-hmm. point. Like stuff like that really take a toll on you mentally because you, it's like you need a new mind, a fresh mind to create and visualize plans and have motivation and inspiration to do whatever it is you're trying to do for yourself or for your family, whoever you're doing it for. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, at the same time that you need that new mind, that fresh, whatever Mm -hmm. you struggling because the old, the past is like dragging you and taking you You losing stuff. Right. You losing materialistic things that you associated to. You thought you needed a car to get to work in point A. Now you got to figure out a new way. And they could be going well. And you get that one one thing, that collector. And you like, damn, Shit, why I pick up that call? Got that. <laughs> you be like, bro, Man. bro, nah. But that's real facts. Like, so it's like that grieving, you really gotta learn what's the best way to grieve for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody grieves differently. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I no- noticed with us as black people or Africans, we don't talk about grief that much, or at least I don't think so. Not as far as when I was growing up in my African household, we didn't really talk about grief. Like when you lose somebody, it's just kind of like you talk about it for that day, you will go to the, the memorial or whatever type of thing your tradition is in your religion. Yeah. And then after that, we don't really talk about it. It's just like you mourn them to yourself. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, my, my friend actually was just telling me about this that um, his father had just lost a close friend to him mm-hmm. and like they're African as well and he was just I was just like well you gotta help him through the grieving process you know you gotta make sure he you're there for him and he can talk to you and he was just like we African what was talking what was talking about nothing like exactly. he was like this is gonna be the only conversation and we're never gonna hear of this again exactly and like that plays that plays into mental health the things that Taraji is fighting for exactly. like because you know you never know how like we're losing our co-rememberer. The person that we can go to, talk to about the things that we've been yes. through, that remember, like we're losing that person. That's the person, we can't talk to that person no more. Mm-hmm. But now I'm the only person that remember what we've been through. And you know, your grandparents really be the ones that be reminding you of you as a kid. Exactly. So now I don't have somebody remind me. And the other day I literally thought about it. I was like, dang, when I think about my childhood, it is a lot of details I don't remember no more. Like mm-hmm. how I used to remember it. Like mm-hmm. when you look back, now my yesterdays is like college days. Yeah. Maybe still a little bit of high school. But elementary and stuff like that, I was like, dang, I can't remember that mm-hmm. too well like before. Like now yeah. somebody got to tell me a story and I'll be like, oh, yeah, like, oh shit. It. Like, so it's crazy when you say co-remembering, you losing your co-remember because mm-hmm. when you think about it, the older people that are leaving mm-hmm. are the people that remind you of the past a lot and remind you of what, how things used to be. Exactly. So when you don't have that no more, what you doing? Like, yeah, because some of us are found, are structured in those people yeah. guiding us through. And some of us even lose like our 
our peers. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge impact mentally because you lose somebody at an age that you really can't conceptualize their death or how they how they passed away or why it's right. happening at that age. Why is somebody's life being cut off so short? Why am I losing my car, my house, my man? All these mm-hmm. things is happening to me. And it's going to seem like a lot. It seems like a lot. It's going to seem like a lot, but like you need to, one, you need to put yourself first. You need to just make sure you take the time to sit and think about what's actually happen, happening. And if you need to, write it down mm-hmm. um, before you talk to anybody. Because if you want to go talk to somebody, you know, you'll be, uh, once you wrote it down, you'll be able to articulate your feelings a little bit better towards somebody who doesn't even know what you're going through. So I think that that's a big thing for me. Like with, with my grandmother, I I was going through a lot of stuff and I, I wrote things down and um, everybody was kept saying, go to the hospital, see her before she goes, say goodbye to say third. And that wasn't a part of my grieving process. I didn't want to see my grandmother in that light. Like, mm-hmm. so what I did was I, I recently just saw her that year, earlier that year, my grandmother was in, was in Georgia. So I, it was it was it was already hard for me to even get down from where I was at because I traveled for work, so mm-hmm. I couldn't even afford to just go to up and go see her. And the only time I could really afford was whether something happened. Like if if she gonna go, right. like that's the only time I could afford to go down there. So I just had to accept the fact that the last time I saw her, I did her hair, I did her makeup, mm-hmm. I had her smelling good. We was talking Aww. like it was such a good memory. And I just let that resonate with myself. I, I'm happy with her passing because, mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not happy with her passing, but right. I'm, I'm ha- happy with where I am with it because I, the, of the way I handle, the way I still remember her. And right. like, yeah. I think that's a good thing to take away. It's like, sometimes you got to look at the loss as a positive thing. Like, you have to find the positivity in it. Mm-hmm. Find that positive memory. Yes. I lost a friend a year or two ago to cancer and I ain't see her before she passed away and I had many 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 chances to see her and I literally like my mom asked me after her funeral like what's the reason that you didn't go see her and I literally could not I was a coward I'm tell you right there in there I could not face her the way she 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 was with cancer like I I knew her before cancer and I didn't want to remember her no other kind of way. I didn't want to see her wear her hair out. I didn't want to see her skin pale. I didn't want to see none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, at the time when she had first passed, I literally regretted it. And I was crying all the time about it. Cause I was just like, yo, I feel like such a horrible friend. I should have been there. All my other friends was there. Like I should have sh- let her know that I loved her the same as I did when I first met her, but I didn't. And I had them accept that I grieved her differently. I could not go be around her in her last moments because for me I was just like yo those are the moments I'm going to remember more than the times when we was on cheerleading or in track or when I did sleep at your house or you slept with my like I'm thinking about that more and I'd rather have those memories than have the memories of you on your last leg I just couldn't take it yeah um and I had to realize in that moment like you know some people you know can cheer and r- rally around people and be around a whole bunch of people when mm-hmm. they're grieving. I'm more of a person I just need one or two people to talk to about it and I'm I'm cool. I don't really need too many people, too much energies. I just need to kind of mellow out and find the positivity because a lot of times it's it's kind of hard, especially right. if it's a shock. If right. It a and shock. everybody handled it differently. Um I I would say the just think about the way you pat the lodge pathologize grief. Pathologize. What how you say it's, that? 
something, something. I know exactly how it's spelled to them. Yo, yeah, that's right. Yo, P A T H O L O G I C A L, ain't it? See, you said pathological. It is pathological, but it's it's the uh it's it's not that. Oh, all right, all right. Well, but that is the root word. Spelling bee champ, third grade. Linda Wall, school number five. But get Basically, another is another way for saying the way we handle grief. Uh, everybody handles their grief differently. <laughs> um, and I feel like once you determine how the way you handle grief, I feel like you should set up a system because grief comes in many forms. Mm-hmm. Grief comes in the form of bills. Grief comes in the form of losing a person. Grief yes. comes in the form of not being able to go somewhere again. You know, and that one thing, uh, one thing is. It, that Brene Brown talked about was longing. Like when you when you lose that person or that place or that thing, like you have this period of time where you you long for it, and mm-hmm. you need to know how you go through that process too. How do you handle you know breaking bad breaking habits? How do you hand, handle saving for that bill so that that collector won't call you no mm-hmm. more? Like right, right, right. You know it's. You just got to take a different approach from things, and that and you know we're not experts on on any of this. It's just. just things we've from what we've experienced in life like this is how we handle it how we've been handling it um and of course there's a better way to do it however you know man dress yo when i walked out to that boot on my car Damn, I don't know what's happening I remember right that. now. And you know what's crazy? I remember when the boot car situation happened for you. Yeah. Because I remember you telling me that if you got any tickets, pay them drones. <laughs> they're going to get you. They're going to get you. And I, and I remember being like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. And then like a year later, my car was booted outside my job. And I was like, oh, y'all motherfuckers Yo, got me. Yes. They ain't playing with you. They pulling up to your job and they don't give a fuck about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you will not be getting home, baby. You'll be on yeah. scepter. Yeah, so any other tips you want to give the guys? Um, I would just say whatever you're going through, whatever it is you're losing, just know it's for a purpose. It's mm-hmm. for a reason. Mm-hmm. This is the season mm-hmm. to lose anything that don't belong with you yeah. so that you get along. Including with- your man. Exactly. Break up with him if you need to, sis. <laughs> Lose a, I'm telling you, the only way I'm losing is niggas these days. Okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, like, just know it's a purpose and get aligned with yourself because yes. whatever it is, if you constantly running into the same thing over and over again, that's a lesson that you have to face and learn. Yeah. And you're going to keep having that test you all over and yeah. over and over until you reach the point where you're like, all right. And you never get used to that feeling. 
you no. never get used to it. It's like no. every time it happened, it's like feeling it for the first, for the first time, time all over again. It's like shit. Like yeah, how I'm gonna get out of this? And it's a purpose. So think, dig deeper. Don't just think, oh God, it's after me. Uh, mm-hmm. everything keeps happening to me. Mm-hmm. I really swear to you, I used to be this person. Everything's happening to me. What was me? Oh my God! Like the world is over. Same. I'm having Same. panic attacks. I'm flipping out. I'm Same. like literally angry. Like punching Same. holes in the wall because I could not control. My situation. Yes. I could not control the materialistic things I was losing. I could not control the bills. I could not control how much I worked to, to get the check that I needed to pay for the things I needed. Yes. Like, and I had to literally be like, it's God. Whatever God got to do, God got to do. Now, today, yeah. power is all. And guess what? Mm-hmm. I sat in that motherfucker for a good couple hours today and got some work done. Period. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. shit ain't going to stop me. And guess Same. what? The power going to be on again tomorrow. Same. So, <laughs> <laughs> Y'all. It really life do happen will, to you. Life really do happen to you. It happens to you quick. But like those experiences, like they mold you. They shape they you. They mold you. Like now, now she like you prepared. Yeah. You know exactly what steps you need to take to do exactly to handle this the proper way. And that was the same way for me. Like you I was think, about to lose my car. You like, think me and Queen are getting booted again? Hell no. Fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck that. I'm on a payment plan right now, my nigga. Shit. <laughs> Embarrassing us. Exactly. In public. Exactly. <laughs> to turn to yeah nobody to turn to Yo, like your pride your it, pride for the people you can't turn to yeah. girl yes you be like oh i can't do that shit i can't ask them i can't bring myself i just can't yes. like yes. multiple people tell me like your mom and your dad why you can't call them uh child i'm here for the next 10 years and i ain't got time <laughs> yes i yes. ain't got time for that yeah no that'd be the that's crazy yeah that'd be the part reaching no. out when your pride be like mm. Yo, I, I, yo, I really try to exhaust every outlet possible. Exactly. Yo, besides hopping on the pole, cause look, besides hopping on the pole, besides, yo, I, I'm in shape, sis. I, I think I can climb that Listen, bitch. I might can climb the bitch. You might have Make to get a couple steps. You might have to get a video <laughs> archive on Pornhub, baby. I don't know. So start getting paid. Your bitch. Yes, exactly. Don't put your face in it, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yo, bitch, I got tattoos. They were gonna oh, sure. have appreciate the love and support please um if you if you want to support our episode you can actually donate on anchor.fm to support us um we you can follow us on all social medias instagram is confidently lost podcast twitter is kl underscore podcast um for uh poet Hannes, you can follow her on twitter at the poet Hannes. yes for uh, me, you can follow me on Twitter at Chief Hendrix. Yep. And uh, we will put all of that information in the description as well. So, and link, well, if we can figure out some links 
you know, we, yeah. this is all new to us, y'all. Just yeah. know, <laughs> we figuring out everything. But we appreciate all your feedback. It's been very helpful. Yes. Um, we apologize again for any editing or weird stuff that happened with the first episode. Or that may happen with this one. Um, right. Period. <laughs> period. But y'all should be able to hear us on two earphones. So tweet us and let us know because Yo. that was an issue. Yes. <laughs> and I was pissed. I was like, wait. But, um... Another thing, just want to again say shout out to Stassi Price for doing the Boss Ass Remix for God's Plan. That Please we have follow her on Instagram socials. She has some dope ass tracks up on SoundCloud yes, as well. A lot of cool freestyles. Her Instagram name is Stassi with an I, Price with a Y. Okay? And before, and before we close it out for the week, shout out to my girl, poor Hannah. She's a poet and you fucking know it. Period. Okay. All right. And when she's going to take us out with a beautiful word. I am. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Give me a second. Okay. All right. This poem is called I'll Be Black. I'll be black like church on Sunday mornings, rejoicing and glad in him. I'll be black like Sunday dinners with your favorite baked mac and cheese adjacent to crispy fried chicken juxtaposed to mashed potatoes smothered in gravy overlapping collard greens. I'll be black like your favorite UPN TV show, living single yet ready to mingle, but only if you're a smart guy. Because let's be real, some of us grew up rocking box braids because we wanted to be like Moesha, but dressed like sister, sister. I'll be black like Bernie Mac, loud and proud, Black like the sound of fear when you hear your mother call your name from the other room and you know you're in trouble. I be black like those beatings that steered you straight and narrow with your narrow behind. I be black like Martin Luther King Jr. fighting for a purpose and dying for a dream. We've come so far and yet we fall behind. So I be black like Tar suffocating the streets. I can't breathe. Or black like midnight afraid of the real freaks that come out at night. I be black like violence and genocide ripping at our African-American culture. I be black like fat asses and skinny waist rump shaking and grinding for a dollar or two. I be black like hip hop. Just let your head bob up and down. Feel your heart, feel the rhythm synchronized with your heartbeat because black feel like trap music. Black feel like street. I mean, black feel like rhythm and blues. Or maybe it feel like being shot down in broad daylight for reaching into your pocket. I think black feel like having no rights, like being choked to death on the street. I think black feel like I'm suffocating and the world is watching. I can't breathe. So I be black like them colored girls. Each and every one of us has a story. Black like the berry bearing sweet juice. Black like dark chocolate, we are good for your health. I be black like coffee, strong and refreshing. Black like that little dress sitting in your closet just waiting for you to hit the club. Black like that little book you keep tucked away in your nightstand filled with names and numbers you only call late at night. I be black like Emmett Till. Black like the Underground Railroad. Black like Rosa Parks. I be black like them cotton-picking Negroes. Black like light-skinned house-get slaves treated fair. I be black like the Panthers and even more so black like pain and struggle. I be black like Trayvon Martin, Mike Brown, and Eric Garner. Black like Tamir Rice and little Ayanna Jones. I be black like Sandra Bland, Tyree Woodson, and Victor White III. I be black like you, and you be black like me. And they be black like death, but we be black like truth. Sis. Yeah.
Say my name. 